Welcome to a weekly look at all things high school sports around the South Plains. Powered by the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Here's the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Lone Star Varsity Podcast. I'm here with Coronado coach Seth Parr talking a little bit of playoffs football. Made it uh, one round. Uh, you know, how did everything go on Saturday for you guys? Or Friday? Well, uh, first of all, I want to apologize to you about your Baylor Bears uh, close game. Uh, looked good. I knew uh, I was thinking of you when uh, when all that was going down. Yeah. I didn't know how you would respond. Uh, but uh, you know, you got to bounce back. So uh, next, week. next week, next week, play next week. So uh, uh, our trip down to uh, El Paso was long. We started at 6:30 in the morning. Ended up getting home at 6:40. So uh, it was a long trip. Uh, a lot of activities throughout the day and uh, got to play a football game. Uh, I thought we came out uh, really uh, aggressive and on fire. I think we uh, got worn down a little bit and uh, I don't know how if we felt like we had it under control if we let up a little bit or what, but the game got close at the end, but we responded. And for o- overall, I think, uh, you know, anytime you spend 24 hours on one game, uh, you know, I was pretty proud of the kids with making that long of a trip and staying focused and finishing the game. Definitely. What do you want to, I guess, carry over? Obviously, this is a big game coming against Denton. You guys have played them, uh, you know, two times, I guess, in the past two years. Yeah. What do you want to carry over from that or use that to get you going? Well, I don't know if it, there's going to be any carryover because they're two different styles. Uh, our guys know who Denton Ryan is. We know they're ranked number two. Uh, we know they have uh, – they're 60 and four on their uh, record and the last whatever, but it all doesn't matter. You know our our deals. It don't matter until Saturday, and we're gonna have a chance to play a great team and go out there. And I've watched uh, Iowa State beat Oklahoma with their third team quarterback before. So uh, you know that's why you play games. They're high school kids. I do think our kids were excited about the opportunity. I think that was a lot different than the last couple of years. Uh, I think the first year we just really didn't know who Denron was. Second year I think we played them well, but I don't know how excited we are. When we got back on Monday, uh, kids were t- already have watched film and they were excited about getting to play. So that's a, that's encouraging. Uh, you know, you don't want Denton Ryan's name to beat you. You want them to have to beat you on the field. So that's the biggest thing when you play these teams that got such good reputations is, you know, don't be beat before you get there. Yeah, I was going to say, how long did you guys actually just kind of celebrate that, that win over Eastwood before you started focusing in on, you know, game prepping and getting ready uh saturday we got in at uh you know like 6 40 and uh we didn't uh we just let them off until uh we let them off until monday and then uh coaches came in on sunday and then we worked uh, uh monday as well game planning and uh still going on through right now but uh you know uh players we did light special teams workout and this is our first day of really prep against uh, Den Ryan. And what are you seeing from them? I think they have a, a junior quarterback also that's thrown for over 2,000 yards, I think, this season, a couple different receivers there. Yeah, they're very talented. They're, you know, kind of unique in our 5A Division One. Their receivers are there. They, they play both ways, both groups. So, you know, they hadn't had been challenged much. I don't think they played past halftime, uh, but one or two times. 
uh, so it's kind of hard to watch them and uh, and you see a lot of scoring of course but uh, there's not much playing with the number ones because they're they have the lead so bad in that game so uh, you know uh, we'll get to go out and hopefully make them play past halftime at least that's our that's our goals you know go toe-toe with them and uh and go go put some resistance up. I know you don't want to, I guess, focus on too much, but with you know them being second-ranked, undefeated, how much do you feel like you're going to have to focus on the mental game and just getting the guys to not focus on those things like you kind of alluded to? Yeah, I don't, you know, this group, we played a lot of good teams. Uh, I think we played like three or four top ten teams uh, in their respective division. Uh, so, you know, hopefully that's not something that we really think about. It's just we go out and play because – we can we think of ourselves the last two years as a top ten team, and we know you know we're a couple of plays away of uh, having two of those games won. I think we lost two games by a total of seven points. So, you know we're real close to being uh, nine and two right now. So, uh, hopefully right now we're we're going into the game with a lot of confidence. Defense has been an area that's grown up quite a bit this season. What did you see from them as far as taking another step um, this past week and just the challenge that Ryan presents? Yeah, first half we did a great job. I think Isaiah and Charlie and in our secondary have uh, gotten better and better. Uh, I think our D-line is growing into uh, into their roles. Uh, we're, we're pretty young on the defensive side, and I just see the knowledge of defense and team defense coming to light now. This group is different. I mean, they got some uh, elite guys. We're going to have to make sure that uh, we can cover them and play entirety in the whole entire play and not give up pursuit to the ball. We talked about Isaiah a little bit earlier in the season. Obviously, you know, he's having a, a good year, then committed to SMU. What are you just seeing from him in terms of, you know, like you talked about blitzing him a lot last year, but kind of getting that structure now? Well, I think uh, he's a better football player now. And then, uh, and for the first four or five weeks, he was inside the box, and he had to learn basically inside linebacker. We are able now to move him back outside because of Nathaniel Silva's emergence and being able to come back and play. Now we're with Isaiah in his normal position, and uh, and he is good at that. So he's playing really at a high level right now, and uh, you know we're proud of him, and uh, you know hopefully he can let go, but. None of this could be done without uh, Charlie in the middle, and uh, Charlie's really holding things down. He's scaring me, dipping his head a little bit, but uh, you know, hopefully we can keep our feet and run through tackles. And uh, but he's stopping people, and he's being able to drop into coverage. He's intercepted footballs, and he's reading pullers really well. Starting him and uh, him and uh, Isaiah really need to start being more vocal leaders of the defense and taking that role on. And going to offense, obviously Sawyer's had a, a really good season. Um, I think he was top five in the state or something like that as far as passing goes. Um, what are you just seeing from him coming into this postseason and being that he has, you know, years of experience just preparing for, you know, getting that playoff mode? Uh, you know, I think Sawyer's a mature kid and handles everything in stride. And I think he's a, a competitor that uh, always wants to do right. Starting to see him uh, be what I'm telling Charlie and Isaiah starting to do. If somebody's not doing it right, he's correcting them on the field. I know we had a running back that that didn't look for the ball, and uh, I saw him getting scolded over there. You know, for Sawyer stepping out, telling him you got to turn your head around now, 
and uh, you know that kind of stuff. Now starting to see him starting to take that part on a little bit more. And then you mentioned like the running backs. He's kind of running a little bit there too. Yeah. How much more? lethal or dangerous do you feel like he is now that he's getting those kind of mechanics down? Yeah, you know, I think both Charlie and uh, Sawyer are probably underestimated with their athletic ability. They're really uh, pretty fast and they can run and, uh, and they got a lot of presence. I think a lot of that has to do with them playing uh, in their younger, uh, playing different sports growing up and able to track balls and be able to, uh, you know, even I think Charlie was a basketball player. Sawyer was a basketball player. All three of the different sports gave him a, a little bit of different uh, uh, abilities at certain things and built everything up. And that's how you build an entire athlete is being able to play all different kinds of things. And they're a little bit more uh, probably, uh, what, what can I say, uh, underappreciated as athletes. They're, they're, they're considered tall and long, but they, they can run as well. And then just overall, I mean, highs, lows, what are you seeing from the team right now and just the position you're in, uh, you know, second round of playoffs? You know, I see one group that are really excited to play and, uh, you know, that we had some injuries last week that was costly with Corey and Trevor, uh, possibly Eric, but we got to have other guys step up and, and I think they're excited about getting the play. So, uh, you know, at this point it's, are you are you excited to play football? Which brings me to my next point. I mean, we've kind of talked about it basically throughout, but what will it take to get that win over Ryan and just keep moving on in the playoffs? We're gonna have to move the football. We're gonna have to score. Uh, we're gonna have to use. Uh, we're gonna have to uh, get some breaks and then stay in the game up until the fourth quarter, and then just never give up. Never look at the scoreboard. Just play one play at a time and uh, and just go on from there. Every play has a history of its own self and uh, just play that one play every day, every play. You mentioned injuries. Corey, was that an arm or? He uh, he actually had a pretty nasty injury with his clavicle. It uh, uh, separated from his sternum. And uh, so, you know, it was pretty, pretty scary there for a while. Uh, less than 3% of the people get that injury. And, uh, and uh, he was lucky enough to to get that one and uh they they kind of put it placed it back together so i think in six weeks or so he he could be ready to go and uh trevor might have torn his meniscus we don't find out tonight well he's had two acl injuries so it's really kind of scary he's had a great year uh it's gotten better and better for us he's going to be somebody in our future that's going to be really good so it was a relief to find out that they didn't think it was the ACL. So, you know, meniscus is like six weeks and ACL six months. So, you know, we're, we're praying for him and hoping everything goes right for, for him. Yeah, definitely. Well, good luck with everything, Coach. And I'll be watching from outside the stadium. So I don't, All right. I don't, don't jinx us. Yeah, yes. exactly. Don't jinx us. All right. You've listening to another edition of Lone Star Podcast. Thank you for listening. Okay.